Welcome in, Traveler. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. It's time to level up in fantasy football. P frickin' G Nation, what is up? Episode number 38? 38 of these things? Happy to have you all back with us, or if it's your first time listening, thanks for giving us a shot. Always warms my heart when we have new people checking out the RPG podcast. And today we're going to continue taking you along this journey that for some reason I called Division Town. I don't know why I chose that as a name. I think I had a few too many beers, and that's what I landed on, and I'm too lazy to change it now. Thought about, let's get divisional, but that seems overused. Division City seemed a little too big for my britches, personally. So we're going to stick in Division Town. This time, going across the country, still in the NFC, but we move from the NFC South to the NFC West. Going to be covering such teams as the Arizona Cardinals, ugh. the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, bleh. and of course, the top dogs of the division, at least I hope so, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. We'll be going through these teams and letting you guys know our thoughts, kind of giving the broad overview of everything Dynasty Fantasy Relevant. And I will be talking all that shop with my good buddy, Eric, returning to the RPG podcast after a little bit of an absence. Glad to have him back on the scene. Hopefully I won't get scorched too badly with those spicy takes. And in addition, we'll be having a newcomer to the RPG podcast this week, the illustrious Preston Evans making his appearance on the RPG podcast, also known as Wally Clarks. You might have seen him around in RPG Demons and RPG Knights, among other leagues outside of the RPG-verse. He's also written some pretty interesting articles on Last Word on Sports, where, if you remember, Mike Kashuba also hails from, who we love to have on the pod. Shout out to Mike. But we'll be getting Preston's takes on the NFC West, and we will see how he reacts to all the things that Eric says. Not sure if he will help us keep grounded or if he will jump on the crazy train, but we shall see. So looking forward to a good app. Happy to have you guys back with us this week. And without further ado, as is tradition... Let's get to that 
Spotify for podcasters ad and take you right into the app. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the podcast. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. Been a minute, missed you. I know, it's, life's been nuts, man. Really, really good things and then really, really not great things. It was kind of a combo. You had uh, your your vacation, which sounded awesome. I mean, judging from the uh, the messages I was getting in Sleeper, you seemed like you're having a real good time. Uh, and then fun. and then bad sickness. Bummer. Yep. Uh, had the vacation, which was great. And, um, been going out with a girl for a little while now, which is also great. So two awesome things. Very awesome. And then sick and work's been nuts are the two not bad, great things. But you know what? You take the good with the bad. You think you got sick from the vacation? I always get sick when I travel. Always. I'll always sinus cold for like three, four days after I travel every single time. Yeah. Like- I'm the same way with concerts. It seems like whenever I go to a concert, I get sick. It's just being, I go to a lot of metal shows. So it's a lot of close contact and a lot of like yeah. pushing and shoving strangers. And so, yeah, yeah very easy to <laughs> catch something if something, if someone has something. That is fair. Yep. And I guess it's just uh, being in a different place, eating different food. You're out of your routines, schedules off. And like, you know, you're on a plane and stuff like that. So no, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, well, Sorry to hear about the work and the sickness, but, you know, sounds like the vacation was cool and happy to have you back on the pod, man. Well, thank you, man. You could say we are uh, down with the sickness. We we could say that, but we won't. Oh. <laughs> it's actually a song that I uh, know on guitar, so I could I could strum that out for you real quick. For the intro of this show, instead of a normal intro, you should just play the riff to Down with the Sickness and just um, every time when he gets to the chorus, just have me saying, Down with the Sickness. That's <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah, I should do that. I'll see if I can get that set up. My mic isn't the best for, I learned this earlier, my mic isn't the best for recording guitar. I need to buy a new one for that, but I could do it. It'll just sound kind of crusty. Well, that would just make it even better. It's like discount down with the sickness. (laughs) Kind of play it off key a little bit. Just like a little out of tune. Like instead of like drowned in drop D, you're like dropped in carpet. Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll see what I can do about that. Um, in in my neck of the woods, I don't know if you heard, but uh, my wife and I adopted a six month old husky. That's amazing. She is currently tearing up a cardboard box, looking very cute doing so. She's she's got those like husky blue eyes. I just I fell in love. We were looking at her like two ish weeks ago, and we we're like, oh, I mean, six month old pu- puppy. She'll she'll be gone from the shelter in no time two weeks later she's still there i'm like okay let's let's go Great see time. what that's about gimme gimme yeah i'll take i'll take it mine now that's awesome congratulations that's so cool yeah thanks man yeah so i have my other husky too she's like two years old and she's been like acting mom to to the young one now it's been good they're they're really getting along well so that's been that's been good that is awesome oh i forgot my other good thing got a house you got a house yes sir congratulations man that's awesome it is very cool. So um, it's actually kind of a neat setup. So it's actually the house I have been living in. 
Um, but my parents just got a new house. Right. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. So now I'm taking over the house and officially as of this weekend, it's mine. Very cool. So I'm adulting very hard right now. And it's a little freaky. Dude, homeowner. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, here we go. I got puppy madness going on. They're they're getting out of here right now. So I literally have three dogs in my room right now in my little home office that is not big enough for three dogs. But my wife is coming home. So they're she's gonna take them off my hands, luckily. That's right. But um, for any of those people out there who are looking to buy a home, the best way you can get a down payment is make trades with Donnie. Mm. All your fan, you'll win all your fantasy leagues, and you'll be able to pay it off in no time. That was my move. It was a three-year plan, and it paid off. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't seem to get those trades done with Donnie. I don't know how you must be sweet talking to him. I'm literally not. I literally wake up to a drunk trade from Donnie, and like I'll be like, "This is really bad. I'm taking this." <laughs> maybe he just doesn't like the players i have or something because <laughs> i I've, I've sent him some things and like we've done drunk trades before but i never i never wake up to those sweet donny offers man man and i always get the same the same message the next morning after i take us oh man i forgot i did that <laughs> and, I mean, like but i i knew i had to overpay for my guy oh poor donny uh well you know not, not no. necessarily poor donny he's also won a couple championships i was I talking before the uh that I feel like that happens. He wins. Yeah. Quite a lot. So, yeah. I mean, and that, I mean, look back at, you know, I'd say 50% of my dynasty trades, I can look back and be like, oh my God, like this was so bad, like off the bat for me, but it turned into like, I, I was basically right in the long run, you know, and vice versa, you know, the other half are ones where I'm like, I thought this was going to be great. And I was dead wrong. And so I feel like Donnie might might have that in his favor, like maybe more like 60, 40, maybe 70, 30 of where, ooh, it doesn't look great at first. And then a year later, you're like, oh, why did I do that? He totally won. Yep. Yep. He's, he's good right. for that. Yeah, he's good for that for sure. To fill you in, uh, I guess, on the at least the last episode, Evan and I started kind of jamming on through divisions, uh, starting with, you know. The powerhouse, obviously, we w- we wanted to do that without you, you know, because we really wanted all the good stuff for ourselves. So we did the NFC South, which it was just a gold mine of things to talk about. Um, I think actually the last line, maybe not the last last line, but close to the last line of the podcast was me saying, "I really don't want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anymore." <laughs> that's a great. Oh, that's a good one. It was pretty good because uh, yeah, that was that was difficult to make that interesting. Um, but this week we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going through. I don't know why I named it this, but I named it division town. I think I was pretty drunk when I decided that name, <laughs> but I'm too lazy to change it now. We'll work uh, on the names. We'll work on the, the naming. The first thing that comes to mind is like, let's get divisional. Right. But like every fantasy podcast in the world calls their like divisional breakdowns that. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And division city seemed too big. So division town. Take you down to Division Town, population, oh, Eric no. and Corey. Down with the Division Town. <laughs> All right, well, if you think of something better, let me know. But for now, it'll be Division Town. Uh, but before we get to Division Town, we're we're on our way there, right? We're in the car. We're, we're passing by some other neighboring cities. We're going by Newsville, and we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about some news. Uh, only a couple items that I had on here. Nothing too crucial still, like... I've been sort of reiterating it every week on the podcast since like OTA started and stuff like, yeah, we could, we could break down OTA like blurbs and, and Twitter stuff, but it's just, it's so much nothing that it just feels like why, like it's just going to be a lot of, Oh, this guy looked good. 
or this guy looked bad and it's too early to be anything. So we're going to, we're going to chill out on that stuff. We're not really going to be looking into it that far unless something really crazy happens. We're going to go ahead and start with the big one. Uh, well, I guess they're kind of both big, uh, but I'd say marginally bigger is the fact that DeAndre Hopkins got released from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, no uh, compensation for them. In fact, they are stuck with the bill of 22 million, I think, in dead cap. So yikes. Um, I guess this is uh, this is just like another stop in their quest for that that 101 next year. Um, but kind of wild that they couldn't get anything for him. I think it probably is just that that contract that he's tied to, right? Or do do you think there's anything more to this? Um, yeah, because like they were asking for a first. And all of a sudden he was released. Like you're telling me you can't get like a sixth or I don't care about the contract. You can't get like a sixth or a seventh, anything. I think they're going tank town and nobody was taking it for the deal that they wanted. And they're like, you know what? Just forget it. We're tanking. And they just yeah. got it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money, but like you said, if they are planning to just like go on the tankathon, then uh, I, they're not really losing much this year. Like where, where else would they spend that 22 mil? They're not going to, like really turn their team around uh, with that amount. Um, there was a uh, anonymous uh, NFL executive apparently that came out and said DeAndre Hopkins can't run and can't separate anymore. Um, anonymous, so probably nothing. Uh, I thought that was a little weird. Maybe someone out there trying to like drive his market value down a bit. See, but to me that feels wrong because if that was really the case, I feel like the Cardinals would try even harder to get something for him. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, that didn't, I didn't see that last year in terms of yeah. his, like he, he was still separating. He was still, I mean, he was going off for like seven, eight receptions a game for some games with like right. not Kyler Murray, like with David right. Blau and <laughs> those guys. Right. Do I think he's like DeAndre Atkins of old, old, like no. But do I think he could be like a solid flex play week to week on the right team with the right quarterback? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, he's the typical you spend a 2024 second round pick to grab him at the trade deadline for a team who's not competing. And he can get you a couple weeks there to get you where you want to go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. It almost feels like at this point, wherever he goes is kind of an upgrade which seems a little wild to say but there's like a long list of teams that he could go to that i'd be like oh okay deandre hopkins is now more valuable somehow than on the cardinals where they weren't gonna have kyler for however long of the season um so yeah i mean i guess let me ask you because the the current running favorites i believe are the the chiefs and the bills um, do you have any like dark horse, like hot takes of where he will end up? Or do you think it'll be one of those two teams? Hot takes of where he will end up or where I want him to end up. Um, I mean, uh, give me one of both if if you want to. Uh, dark horse team that I think he can end up on is the Ravens. I mm. think um, Odell and Lamar will court him immensely. And I absolutely hate that landing spot. Is that yeah. only further clouds the... Odell, Zay Flowers, um, uh, who's the um, receiver that I'm missing who's on the team? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Bateman. Bateman, thank you. Bateman, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and then you add DeAndre. Like, all of a sudden, it just becomes this 
too many mouths to feed situation for fantasy purposes. And I hate yeah. that. Great so, for the Ravens, but yeah, bad, bad for fantasy <laughs> makes that really muddled. Great NFL move for them. Bad fantasy move for us. So I do think that's a dark horse team that he could go to. Lamar Jackson was uh, asking for him too. He mm-hmm. he basically was trying to, uh, I, you know, this is not verified or anything, but uh, according to some sources, he was basically uh, t- telling the Ravens that if they wanted him to sign, that they need to go out and get OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins specifically. Right. right. And now he's right there. So yeah. uh, I think they're definitely dark horse team for Atlanta, but the team I want him to go to is the Jaguars because I think him with Trevor Lawrence and then mm. gives you some time to kind of get um, Calvin Ridley back up to speed, a good mentor to them. And I think Trevor Lawrence would really know how to use DeAndre Hopkins skill set. Even if he can't create separation anymore, he was never a giant separation guy. He's a catch the ball at the high point and bring it in and contest the catch. And that doesn't just leave you. So I don't feel like Trevor Lawrence has one of those. And all of a sudden, I think he becomes a real like end zone threat for Trevor Lawrence. Um, that, that's that's kind of a spicy one. I, I haven't heard Jaguars. So yeah, I, I, I do like that also. Um, I was kind of thinking Browns reunite with Watson kind of made sense to me. That could be good. Yeah. And another team that kind of need like, Oh, Amari Cooper and, and DeAndre Hopkins. What a pair. Uh, and then you have Elijah Moore, like running in the middle. Like that, not bad. Um, but yeah, okay. I like Jags. That that's a good take. I will say though, I think the most likely landing spot though is the Chiefs. I think he's ring chasing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he ends up with the Chiefs. That does make sense. They they need the alpha, right? They can they can claim that uh that Kadarius Tony is the like presumptive wide receiver one all they want. Um, but I think that you know just like we all do, we they have to have concerns over the health. Uh, because he hasn't been able to show it yet uh, that he that he could stay healthy. And so, you know, they they could definitely take the shot there. It seems likely. I mean, Vegas odds says it's very, very likely that those are the running favorites right now. So it makes sense. Probably where he'll end up. I hate it. I hate it so much. Just <laughs> Chiefs just keep getting richer and richer, man. It's so gross. Um, but yeah, that that is. If he ends up there for fantasy, I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, huge upgrade. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure how how much more we can beat the DeAndre Hopkins drum. Um, um, the the only other thing I will say on the subject, though, is I think this starts the Kyler Murray becomes the next Josh Rosen clock. Okay, actually, let's talk about that. Yeah, because I I have I have some thoughts on this as well. Um, I've heard that for sure, and I I totally understand the sentiment of it. But do you think that there? Because this is kind of how I'm feeling. I almost feel like this is the like let's maybe get the 103 104 and get Marvin Harrison and and run Marvin Harrison as our number 1 and have Hollywood Brown as our number 2 cuz i think that creates some pretty like that that's a great pairing for sure i think they complement them like each other very well that is a great pairing um and i just want to clarify when i say Kyler Murray Josh Rosen i don't mean like he's a bust like Josh Rosen i i just mean that the replaced replace like yeah that's the next replacement, right? Um, I don't think that's the case, though. The 103, 104 that you just laid out, I think they want Caleb Williams. I really, really think they want Caleb Williams. And I think they are doing everything in their power to ensure they have that 101 
or one of the top three to four picks and have that extra 24 they just got so they can use that as ammo to go get him. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're going to try to flip Kyler to some other team and get a first or a second back or something like that. Try to get a package out of it. I don't think they like him that much. I think they kind of got backed into a corner with the contract and he just hasn't been healthy. He's got a bad attitude from everything that seems like he and Cliff, not that Cliff was a great coach, but they like conflicted all the time, literally screaming at his coach on national television, telling him to calm the up down. And I'm like, you don't really see players doing it like that. So, so that's interesting uh, to note. I mean, one thing I'll throw out there is, you know, it's kind of this dichotomy too, where it's like, if Kyler does it, he's like a, a short king throwing a tantrum. But if Tom Brady does it, that's Tom Brady, but it's also Tom Brady. So like, I, I, w- I would just say though, I think it was very, I don't look at those as apples to apples, right? Like that's more apples to oranges. Like yeah, Brady yelled towards Belichick. Brady yelled at his offensive line. But you never heard him say like, Calm the F down, blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't mean. It was firing them up. We're playing bad. Let's get a fire under us. Let's go. Like, I'm going to lead you to it. Where Kyler yeah. is like, calm the F down. Stop telling me what to do. That was a little bit different to me. Okay. Yeah. I almost saw it as a, like, again, like, I saw it almost as like a Brady leadership thing when letting his emotions get the best of him. And with Kyler, it was like a petulant child kind of a thing. And I don't know if that's a good <laughs> comparison or not. I wonder how much that draws back, though, to the height. <laughs> because it's hard to not see Kyler Murray as a child when he's like five, six inches under everyone else. Kyler Murray was winning left and right and doing it. It probably wouldn't bother. True. So that's definitely a part of it, too. But So the, the one thing that I wanted to touch on, though, is when you say they don't like him, mm-hmm. that part sticks out to me because what are we talking about when we talk about they, because everyone that started with Kyler is pretty much gone now. Like he's yeah. got a new head coach. She's got a new GM, uh, like new, new players coming in, new O-linemen that they take in the first round with Paris Johnson. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, everyone around him is kind of changed. That almost makes me feel like he has a chance to sort of like bridge the gap a little bit here and, and repair the bridge. Maybe. You could be right too. It could be an attitude problem that that sort of uh, disseminates into this new cast as well. That could certainly be true. I just don't know, man. When you when you see the things that Kyler has done, um, I know that he's obviously had poor play, poor playoff performances specifically, which is tough uh, to come back from. But he's also like one of those special game busting QBs still, and he's still relatively young. And that was a sizable contract that. Like if if everything that you're saying is true and the attitude is an issue and all these other behavioral things, what team is going to realistically want to take on that sizable contract and, and trade for him? That argument went out the door for me when the Browns paid Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. That's a pretty good point. One of the things we win, they'll do it, right? Kyler, like, Kyler's only mean though, dude. He's He didn't like assault people or anything that's a much lesser offense like if you assault people then you get the big bucks if you're really mean then you get cut from the team (laughs) that's fair that's fair but um i don't know man i just after that Deshaun thing i don't even think about that anymore i'm like if there's a team that likes him thinks they can win with him they're gonna just do it yeah um but the other thing with kyler that gives me that pause and like i said where it feels a little different than brady i mean have you ever heard a teammate ever come out and say anything but Brady's the best teammate they ever have. I've never seen that. You see how many quotes have come out about people 
literally going out of their way to tell the media where they could have just been quiet. Like he needs to learn to grow up. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to talk bad against a guy that won you like <laughs> a bunch of Super Bowls. Uh, no, but I, I genuinely yeah, see your point. View Brady as, and it's like legendary about the stuff he would do to treat his teammates well. So they're willing sure. to put up a little bit of yelling when they're not playing great, right? Like totally. And I look, I'm not. I'm mostly playing devil's advocate. I'm not here trying to defend Kyler or any Cardinal for that matter. You know, go Hawks. Uh, I'm not here for that. Uh, but I do think it's it's an interesting conversation for sure. Um, but, but I think uh, this Hawkins yeah. news also adds more Kyler news, and I think mm-hmm. we're really going to see it. Like I think we're going to see where the management stands because I don't. Would you agree this Cardinals team is not going to be better than like one in seven by halfway through the season, right? They're just not. That seems likely. That seems very likely. I, I do wonder, it doesn't, nothing's been like coming out or anything. Kyler made like a, a tweet goodbye to Hopkins. I wonder how he actually feels about them just straight up releasing DeAndre Hopkins. I can't feel good, right? Well, I heard they were clashing too. So maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah. It also led to the release. Hopkins is like, I'm done with this dude. Like, just get me out. Like I'm done. Hopkins is pretty classy, so we probably won't hear about it. The uh, I was gonna say something about Kyler. Oh, that's right, the one in seven comment. Where if they're one in seven in the middle of the season, I think if the management is in on Kyler and he gets back halfway through the season, and they're one in seven, they put him back in. I think they're in on Kyler. I think if you see them saying, "Eh, you know what, season's lost. Why don't you just stay on the sideline, son?" I think they're going for that first pick and they're looking to move on from him. I think halfway through the year, you're going to get a very clear picture where the Cardinals are at. All right. Well, do you want to, to move to the second news item here? We can drive down to uh Las Vegas real quick and, and check on the, the poor, poor Raiders and their, <laughs> their decision to uh, sign Jimmy G to this big contract only to learn after the fact that he apparently needed foot surgery that might linger well into the season. Uh, His status for the team is TBD. They do not know when he will be fully cleared to play. Uh, So that is troubling, (laughs) especially because they paid him a bunch of money and sent Derek Carr away. I guess, I mean, (laughs) what are we talking about here? Are we talking about Ryan Hoyer as a, as a sneaky possible QB one, or are they going to give it to the rookie? Uh, that they drafted in the fourth round? Or do you think uh, we see a little bit of uh, a resurgence from Mr. Thomas Brady as a new owner, a co-owner of the Raiders coming back and there saying, you know what? I can co-own and I can still play. I've been telling you guys he's not done. This is this is the exact window that he needed, right? Like this is just opening up perfectly. Get the news a little bit ago that he's backing on the Fox deal. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. It'll be fine. Uh, but he's going to back out of it. But he also signed it for fall of 2024. Eh, you know, I just want to take a little time and weigh my options. But, you know, there's nothing familiar about the coaching staff on the Raiders of Brady. Mm. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. There is. Mr. Josh McDaniels. Maybe on the last year, last chance to prove it. Mr. Josh comes up to Mr. Owner Brady. Hey, man, you want to help save my job after all the... Rodeos we went on together, get Brady fired up a little bit. You got some Josh Jacobs. You got Devonta Adams who will walk into the new owner's office and be like, hey, Brady, you want to go play catch outside? Want to throw some balls? You know what's very spicy is do you think there's anything to Tom Brady wants to come in there and bench Jimmy G? You know 100% he wants to do that. 100%. Like for sure, right? 
That's how they're psycho- like the greats, right? Like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I took that personally. Like that. When Bill tried to pick Jimmy over Brady, I guarantee you the entire rest of Brady's life he's going to be thinking of Jimmy as, I'm going to put you back into your place where you belong for the rest of your career. And what a way to buy into a team, jump onto the team as a starting quarterback and be like, nah, man, your turn to sit again. Hold my clipboard. I, I heard, I've read some things, I've heard some things, and I don't have like a super clear head on it. So I, I apologize if I'm like just dead wrong. But I think there is something to the fact that like he technically can't play and co-own the team in the specific way that he bought in, like as a minority owner or something like technically he can't do it. What he can do is he can sell his stake in the team back and then he can come in in there and play. So there's that little hiccup. But just for entertainment purposes, I want to know, like, say this happens, say Tom Brady comes in there, Jimmy G doesn't get medical clearance to even do training camp. He'll be out multiple weeks into the regular season. Tom Brady says, all right, here's my share of the team back. I'm coming back to play. I'll play on the Raiders in the division, right? We Mm -hmm. already probably say like Raiders are dead last without Thomas Brady, right? Mm -hmm. Without Tom Brady, they're dead last easy. Their defense still sucks for sure. But with Tom Brady at the helm, do they move up? Do they move up? I feel like they move up past the Broncos. Yes. Do they move up past the Chargers? Yes. I think so. I think so too, dude. Yes. I really do. And I don't think they move past the Chiefs. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It is the Chiefs division. Uh, but could they go four and two in that division? Uh-huh. Tom, Tom Brady? Yeah. He could he could win games. I've one on one on the Chargers, one on one on the Chiefs. Uh-huh. I've heard something about Tom Brady. I've heard he can win football games. Hey, do you know who Patrick Mahomes has never beaten in the playoffs? Tom Brady. T. Brady. Yes, sir. Tom Brady's the Super Bowl or two away from uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, man. It's very, very interesting. It's very interesting. I hope it happens. I mean, just entertainment uh-huh. purposes alone, it'd be, it'd be the biggest storyline in sports since I don't know how long. This can totally happen last minute because he doesn't have to learn anything about the playbook. It's Josh McDaniels in the Patriots playbook. He knows every square inch of it. It's too perfect of a fit, man. And you can't tell me that he won't be hanging out in OTAs and spring training and stuff like that. Spring training. OTAs and like ball, like, you know, preseason stuff like that. Just chucking the ball around with the receivers a little bit. And it, and so he gets to throw to Devontae Adams, who like, when is the last time he's had a Devontae Adams caliber wide receiver? It's 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 been a couple years. Randy Moss. R- literally. Literally, that is the last time. Devontae Adams is- Instantly be the best receiver since Randy Moss. Not, not including Gronk. Gronk. But that's another position. Yeah. That's tight end. But For like, sure. Devonta Adams would be the best wide receiver he's played with since yeah. Randy Moss. 100%. Where on for this season rankings would you put Devonta Adams in the pecking order if he gets Tom Brady for a full season? Top five easy, right? Top five easy. He did. T- wasn't he three with Carr? Yeah. So why would he be the next like Cooper Cup explosion? Yeah, dude. And you can't tell me that if Brady did this, he wouldn't be pulling Adams to the side and be like, we're going to beat every record this season that you and Rodgers put up for a single season. Like, you can't tell me he wouldn't be thinking in his head, I'm going to beat Rodgers with his own guy. Yeah, it's it's too perfect. This also keeps in line with the theme that I talked about, I think like a year ago now, where I'm like, well, Tom Brady only plays for teams that have like people as their mascots. He yep. plays for the Patriots, he plays for Buccaneers, and he plays for the freaking Raiders. Yep. 
It, it just it just fits. And um, it fits too good. I know it keeps bouncing around the team that he's like supposed to come back for. Like it was Dolphins, 49ers, now it's kind of the Raiders. It's like you know what? Who knows where he finally ends up? I I'm convinced I'm gonna stop predicting where, but I am convinced he is playing this year. Like he at some point he might it might not be week one, but he is playing somewhere this year. I am so convinced of it. So if that happens, do you think that the value, the overall value of butt sand purchased goes down like hard immediately that's not worthless butt sand if it becomes one of the worst investments you could have possibly made if it's that's now bad. fake brady fake retirement butt sand what's worse butt sand or the butt fumble i don't know uh, if he if he comes back and plays i think it's butt sand pretty that's easily because at least the butt fumble is stuff that we can like talk about and laugh about still some some dude's gonna be like sitting there with a jar of sandy plate he paid a hundred thousand dollars for just be like this isn't even the real retirement sand anymore sucks dude oh that's so great okay well yeah i mean it's it's almost dumb to like keep going on the fact that yeah if if tom brady somehow comes and plays for the raiders obviously raiders surge up everyone on the team goes up if tom brady if you are still stashing him a round of applause for you if this happens because he's going to potentially be like a league winner guy if you took him with the last pick in your startup draft or just grabbed him off of waivers in a dynasty league you're already in and all these um startups we've done everyone kept making jo- you and never kept making jokes that eric was gonna they're like oh is anyone gonna take brady you kept like oh eric will swoop in and grab him and i have been and now you're like oh yeah you you want a third for him <laughs> I mean, what if he plays this year? Is he top ten to twelve potential? Of course, because their defense is bad, so he's going to have to throw a lot. Of course, absolutely. Like, yeah, top top twelve, easy peasy. I don't know how far I can put him into the top twelve, but he will be a QB one. Like, is it is Tom Brady? I don't think he's lost that much of a step, and he gets this amazing handicap with Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams. It's a it's a fantastic handicap to have when you're already Tom Brady. Water bet right now. If Tom Brady plays the full season, he has a better fantasy season than Anthony Richardson. I will not take that bet. Okay. <laughs> I will not take that bet because uh, I, I think that's the case. Let me up it. If Tom Brady plays a full season, he will have a better fantasy season than Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, that's really good. Um, That's very close. And I don't think I would take that either. Because the tiebreaker for me is the Jets' defense is really good. So I think that the possibility of Tom Brady going off is is probably greater than Aaron Rodgers game to game. That's fair. Yeah. But that's close, right? That feels yeah, so that I like that one. Yeah, that is that is close. Um, okay. We should put that up as a poll in some of our fantasy leagues. If Tom Brady played the whole season with the Raiders, who would you take for one year, Brady or Rodgers, fantasy-wise? Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if you kind of sp- – oh. We got a some something's happening. Hello, hello. Hey, is this uh is this Wally Clark's? This is Wally in the building. Hey, what's up, Wally? What's up, buddy? Am am I late? Um, how uh, y'all doing? Yeah, no, not too what bad, man. We were uh, we were just finishing with the news, man. How are you? How you doing? I'm cool. I'm cool. I had to get the kids situated. You know how that goes. I do not, but I I can sympathize oh, okay. for sure. I I have three dogs. <laughs> if that if that counts for anything, but uh, not not the safest kids. Oh, that definitely counts. I have one of those too. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just uh me and my wife just adopted a six month old husky. So we're we're going through the rounds. Oh, okay. For sure. She's a little handful. Congrats. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh it was great to have you on, man. Uh welcome in. Yeah, we were just going through, we just hit some news. Uh we talked about some DeAndre Hopkins getting released. Uh, and then we we went on to Jimmy G uh, and his mysterious foot surgery that he had to have. But uh oh, wow. if, if you wanna if you wanna get into that a little bit, we can, but uh, for for the listeners, why don't you go ahead and can you like introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, sure. My name is uh, Preston Evans. The crew knows me as Wiley Clark's. Uh, yeah, I've been doing fantasy for about 15 years now, 15 years. Just started Dynasty maybe like two years ago and, and love it. Then became a enthusiast all of a sudden. But I still been playing. So and I just I just love doing it, man. I just love doing it. I'm a Pats fan to the heart. I think y'all kind of figured that out. Um, just started writing a couple of articles, so I'm getting into the writing thing now. Okay, yeah, you had uh, you had last uh, last word on sports over there with Mike. Yeah, I ju- yeah, I just got on to there. I was doing I was doing stuff for uh, uh, you know the uh, Dynasty DNA, and then they they just picked me up at uh, at last word on sports. So just trying to get it going, man. I love it, love it, love it. For sure, man. Well, uh, send me, uh, I know I've seen a couple of your articles linked, but send me a couple in uh, the Discord and I'll post them in the show notes when this comes out so people can uh, catch your stuff. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Any of y'all doing the expo this year? No, what's the, what's the expo? The uh, Fantasy Football Expo in Canton. Oh, no, I thought about it. Canton's far away, man. I'm up in here uh, in Seattle, so that's that's a little tough for me. But uh, you, are you going to that? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in the building. Ooh, very cool. <laughs> nice. You'll have to yeah. you have to tell us all about that. I was gonna say yeah. I thought the expos have been gone since like the nineties. No, nah, they're still going on. I'm 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 gonna be there. I just got my ticket today. Very cool. I think I think that was a bad joke by Eric, but uh, I, I appreciate you just waving it away. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> they are the uh, Washington Nationals now. You'll you'll get used to him. He'll he'll do that. Oh, okay. But cool, man. I gotta know. So, Preston, your your nickname here on Sleepers, Wally Clark's. Where's where's that coming from? Oh, I'm a uh, I'm a big Wu Tang fan. I've been Wu Tang fan to the heart. Got you. All right. Since 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 the early '90s, and and my man Ghostface, he's one of my favorite members, and and all he talks about is dying Wally Clark's. They're they're sneakers. Well, they're actually a, a casual shoe that he that he's been wearing for years. So that's where I got the name Wally Clarks. You know, actually, funny you just say Ghostface. I was watching uh, the new Scream movie last night with Ghostface in it. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a good <laughs> flick. Have you caught that yet, Eric? I have not. It's pretty good, man. You you might. I don't know if you've seen any of the other Scream movies, but this one was pretty good. I, I liked it a lot. I'm not a big movie guy, so I haven't seen any of them. Oh, yeah. I, I love the Screams. I'm a big I'm a big scary movie fan myself. Anyway. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. There's my man. My I man love. Preston gets it. Yeah, I love it. Pats fan too, man. So you uh, you've been living pretty good for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Not so much recently. Yeah, not too good. Not too good <laughs> lately, but yeah, it's all right. I'm a believer in Mac Jones. I hope BB believes in him. Oh, we could talk about that a little bit maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> You're an anti-metaphorical podcast. Eric just held his hand over his heart like he was about to oh. have an attack. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I believe in Mac. Uh, no, no mm-hmm. Bailey Zappy fear. No, I'm not worried about him. I'm not All worried right. about him. Mac Jones had the best completion percentage in, in college. So we're going to ride off that one. And BB is an excellent coach. And they have uh, they have your boy, uh, 
what's his name? What's my boy name, man, that carried them two tight ends? Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. B-O-B. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think I think with that, I think with with him being added on and them not using defensive coordinators as as offensive play callers, I think Mac Jones is gonna blow up this year. All right. Interesting. That's a, that's a pretty bold take. You, so you like the Juju acquisition? I have to imagine. Uh, I think they should have kept uh, Jacoby. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, what was the difference? I think Jacoby is a better slot receiver anyway. I will make a. I'll make a water bet with you right now. Okay. Mac Jones will have less fantasy points this season than Tom Brady. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making that bet. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not making that bet. Now we're not gonna go there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> got another well, the, Brady coming back believer. Yeah. The the reason why we talked uh, we're talking to this is because we just got off the uh, the Raiders news with Jimmy G and his foot surgery that he had to have. Woe to the Raiders! They already signed him to the deal, and then they learned after the fact that he has to have a foot surgery and that his uh, status is now TBD. Uh, he might not even be healthy to start uh, come week one. So. You know, with Tom Brady being the new minority owner of the Ra- uh, the Raiders, who's to say he doesn't come back out of retirement and play for the team that he owns? That would be awesome. I love that it. Would, that would be awesome. I would love that. I mean, when you think about all the bullet points, man, so he re- reunites with McDaniels. He gets to bench Jimmy G. He gets the again. best. <laughs> again, he gets to play with the best <laughs> wide receiver he's had since Randy Moss with Adams. Ooh, I mean, Bro. I think that would be awesome. That would be amazing if that would have happened. I would. I I love my pets, but I I gotta I gotta I gotta cheer for Tom. I gotta cheer for Tom. I'm 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 Tom Brady. All he gets to play in that uh that glorious dome too at Allegiant. That's a that's a great stadium oh, yeah. to uh be a be the home team in. So, yeah, man, it, it it's crazy how possible it seems. I mean. I was definitely on the side of, I wasn't with Eric. I was like, Tom Brady is retired now. Like he for sure is. As soon as he bought into the Raiders, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> what is Yeah, this? that's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he backs out of the Fox deal. He backs out of the Fox deal. And that's like, okay, now both my eyebrows are raised. And then Jimmy G's like, owie my foot. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> is this going to happen? Are we doing What's going this? on here? Exactly. And then, and then you know, Tom has been in in the in the middle of a whole bunch of kind of shady stuff. And me being a fan, anyway, I'm still gonna say it. It's it's been a lot of a lot of shady stuff with him and with the team from time to time. I'll admit that now that now that we have six rings, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, what I mean, if, um... he won them, right? That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> what if we uh, get a playoff game this year of? Brady's Raiders versus Max pa- Patriots, and we get the reverse tuck rule. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> everything is so set up though storyline wise for this to happen. Like it's such good. TV. Oh my goodness! It, it's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, I I totally agree. So we we actually I had a question for Eric, and I wonder if you feel the same. Okay, so. All this being said, I think it's still like a pretty low-ish percent chance that this actually happens, like realistically. But let's just live in a fantasy world for a second and say Tom Brady comes out of retirement again. He plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, week one starter. In terms of the division, 
Okay, because before he gets signed, before he unretires, I think, would you agree Raiders are, are dead last in that division? Do you agree with that? Yes, yes. Okay, so Tom Brady signs, and, and now he's a starter. Are they now over the Broncos? Yes. Are they yes. now over the Chargers? Well, I actually put the Broncos above the Chargers anyway. Oh, okay. Interesting, but is he is he over both of them? Yes. Okay. He's he's going to be competing with 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 Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think I yeah, me and Eric we're we're in agreement. So yeah, we mm-hmm. feel the same way. Okay, great. Well, then uh, beyond that, I mean, yeah, we had the DeAndre Hopkins news. I don't know if you want to touch on that at all. It just gets released. Uh, do you have a hot team that he might go to? I I would I want to see him as far as as far as fantasy goes. I would love, and I being that I have him in a few leagues, I want to see him. In in Kansas City, I heard little rumors about that. Yep. But I would love for him to come to the red, white, and blue. I would I would love for him to come there. That would be a great weapon for Mac for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would solidify my Mac Jones stamp. <laughs> yeah. It sure would help. Well, yeah, I mean the Chiefs are definitely the, the Vegas favorite right now. Uh it's like Chiefs and Bills are the two uh favorites, but it kind of seems like whatever team he goes to is a is a pretty instant upgrade from him kind of lingering on the Cardinals with Kyler Murray not going to start for the year. Well, uh, let's gravitate. We we talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Let's let's dive into basically what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go uh, divisional digging. Um, last week, we did the NFC South, me and Evan did, and this week we're going to do NFC West. And we will start with uh, DeAndre Hopkins' old team with the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry to interrupt, but before y'all talk about before we get into that, I must say that I can't I, I do not like the fact that y'all are hating on my man uh my man Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told y'all that already. I think Desmond Ritter is gonna be outstanding, but I just had to throw that out there. Now we can go on. <laughs> Desmond Ritter, uh, I just, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't really see it personally. I guess I've said that already. <laughs> it's why, it's why you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I look, I have Desmond Ritter in a couple leagues. I'm not a huge, I'm not hugely stoked on it, but I do have him. Uh, took him as that like possible QB three, uh, maybe a backup QB four, QB two though. That that is scary. I, I think you're on board with him being kind of a like a solid QB two, right? In Superflex. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with him being a Superflex. He got too many it's too many weapons there for them not to use. He does got the weapons. He does got the weapons. Okay. Well I, I am excited to see it, man. He, going into year two as the bona fide starter. Uh we'll see what he can put together. Cause yeah, it, it's all set up for him for sure. Oh right. Uh, they're one of those teams where you're kind of writing him off as being like, okay, they just need that QB. But if Ritter can step up and beat that QB, then let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. All well, right. Let's go ahead and yeah, yeah. That being said, let's launch into. We should have had you on last week, man. You could have uh, talked to me and Evan <laughs> out of uh, the Desmond Ritter hate, but uh, this week we're going to do NFC West. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're going to start with the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, the big shakeup for them is DeAndre Hopkins is no longer with the team. So I guess question number one. Uh, are we excited for wide receiver two Rondale Moore? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty much with you, man. Like he's, he's fast. That's for sure. 
Wide receiver two, though, I mean, they got a fast guy, right? It's Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is, is mm-hmm. clearly the, the most talented wide receiver on the team at this point. Uh, Rondell Moore is fast for sure. There's no discounting that, but he is 5'7 and 180 pounds soaking wet. So, like, what are we talking about here? Um, yeah. I just I, I just don't see it personally. Eric, Eric, any take on uh, Rondell Moore here? He'll give you a couple flash games. You're you're gonna have a game or two where he's gonna be in somebody's flex, and you look down and he has seven catches for eighty yards and a touchdown. And you're gonna be like, what? And but you're never gonna know when that game's gonna come, and you never know when the injury's gonna come with him. Star right. throw, best ball guy, maybe. Yeah, good best, best ball, ball guy. Mm-hmm. And my, if I have him on my team, my biggest hope is the first two weeks he randomly comes out really strong, and you can just sell him off real quick. That would be my best case scenario for Rondell Moore as a fantasy owner. I agree. I agree. I, I feel that. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, the seven catches for 80 yards, though, like who is going to be slinging those passes to him? Because right now it's this question mark of like, I mean, Kyler is is out like that much is is pretty clear. He's going to be rehabbing that knee. So we have the grand options of Colt McCoy or Tooney, I think is the or Toon is the uh, rookie. Yeah. Okay. So, like, who's it going to be? And are either of them worth anything? Are Are we trying to get these guys at all? Like, very, very late, very, very cheap? Very, very late. I would ride with Colt McCoy, personally. Because okay. he's, he's done it before. He's, he stepped in for Kyler Murray a few times, and he's, and he's, shown, he's shown some low-end QB2 kind of, kind of stats. So, Actually, do they do they still have David Blau? Is he still on the Cardinals? Wow, I think he might be. <laughs> I think he might be. So there is that three. There's three guys there that have all. I mean, Blau's had some games too. So we have Colt McCoy and David Blau. What'd you say? It's Colt McCoy, Jeff Driscoll, David Blau, and then Clayton Toon. Oh, they have Jeff Driscoll. Those are all guys that have. I didn't like, even know they had Driscoll. Those are all guys that have won games for sure. So they're definitely setting themselves up for like trying to scramble to get some sort of QB that can throw the football. I would have to ride with Colt though. I would have to I would I would definitely have to ride with Colt McCoy because he he's shown it he's shown it in Washington that he can step in and 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 he can he can he can steady he can steady the ship. He can he can run he can run the offense. Yeah. I will say I'm I'm grabbing Colt McCoy pretty I'm trying my best to grab him everywhere I have Kyler. Uh especially in best ball just to have that fill in guy uh, to possibly have some weeks. So, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think it will be McCoy. I do think that Toon has some sneaky potential. Uh, he's a crazy athlete. Uh, I don't know if you know much about his, like, actual athletic profile, but he, aside from Anthony Richardson, was the most athletic QB in this class. He's, mm. Okay, he's okay. Six, he's 6'3". He's 220. And he runs a four six four, pretty fast okay. for a big guy, yeah, a big quarterback like that. You know, he take he gets taken in the fifth round, not great, but I think he has a little bit of a sneaky value there, especially because you can grab him in like a rookie draft in like round four, uh, maybe even round five as just kind of a dart throw guy. I know Eric and I have done that a couple times in in a league that we share a team on, uh, and some other leagues around the RPG landscape. So interesting guy to keep your eye on. Definitely. But I think you're right. I think we're all in agreement. Colt McCoy is probably, if anyone, the guy to own there. I'm not in agreement. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Tell Uh-oh. me. Tell me about it. 
it's only going to be a week or two till Cole gets injured. He's way too small to keep standing up in that position with that bad of an offensive line down there. Okay. I mean, Tyler was getting hit left and right. Colt's a statue compared to uh, Kyler. I am all aboard the tune thing. Wow. Okay. Okay. I okay. He's my number one target in the fifth round of all rookie drafts. I think I have him in almost every league that I'm in because I've been targeting him late fourth, end of the like beginning of the fifth. So I think at some point, a few weeks in, Tune's going to be in there, and he's not going to be a league winner or anything like that. But could he be an occasional week winner as a fifth round draft pick for you this year before Kyler comes back? If he does, absolutely. You're telling me with that bad offensive line with such an athletic profile like him that like the same logic people are using for Anthony Richardson can't be used for Tune. That he can't scamper for some like some stuff here and there, and we know what Blau is, we know what Driscoll is. And honestly, I also think the Cardinals want to lose. And so having a more unpolished passer this year who can get some running yards, I think could actually be pretty valuable from a fantasy perspective. How, how much is that all to do with the fact that I I let you know about Toon's athletic profile? Did that boost him up in your rankings? <laughs> I was already going for him, but it only helped. Fair enough. I will say just a slight correction, because I think you said that Colt McCoy is too small. Mm-hmm. He's an inch shorter than Toon and about the same weight. I would not have guessed that. Like, full honesty, he looks like he's like 5'11", 180. They also run remarkably. They had pretty much the same 40-yard dash time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll ride with Toon for now, but I, I, I still think uh, Colt McCoy is going to be the better option for them. I do agree he is the, uh, the better option, especially to start it, but I just have a feeling that Toon's going to get in there. At some point, do you think they're? Do you really think they're tanking this year? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You think they're going after a quarterback? They want Caleb Williams. They got they got the Texans draft pick. They got the Texans first, and they got their own first. So it's it's pretty likely those are both going to be high, and they could probably leverage that into if they don't already get a top three pick, they could definitely leverage those two picks into a top three pick. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think they want Caleb Williams, and I think they're going to ship out Kyler after this year. But that's just me. I, I I want them to. I ain't gonna lie. I want them to. So I actually, this is where Eric and I disagree a little bit. I, I see what Eric is saying for sure. I honestly think that this could be a little more of a, you know, let's restock in 2024. Let's run it back with Kyler. And with those two pretty high draft picks, let's make one of them Marvin Harrison and have Marvin Harrison and Hollywood Brown. I think that instantly becomes one of the better RB or a uh, better wide receiver duos in the league. Um, and with Kyler doing what Kyler has shown before, I mean, look, we we've seen Kyler have his bad games. We've also seen him have game breakers. So uh, I think that might be more likely, especially with the change of landscape with all the head coach changes and uh, the general manager change. I think there's a chance that he sticks around. Uh, but I hear you guys too, because I, writing is kind of on the wall with everything that's gone down with him. I mean, baking in a make sure you watch your game film clause into his contract is not is not a good thing for sure. So mm-hmm. I get that. How do y'all feel about Michael Wilson? I think he's interesting for sure. I mean, it's very I like, interesting. I like him as the wide receiver too, better than Rondell Moore. That's for sure. I agree. He he definitely, definitely has that more prototypical ability, uh, I think. Okay. And so I, I think he's he's a great add. Um, you can get him like third round, usually like late third round. Um, if you can grab mm-hmm. him in the early fourth, like, whoo, let's go. Why not? Yeah, I'm with it. 
Um, well, the only other thing I can really talk about with the Cardinals personally is, you know, they, they drafted Trey McBride now a couple years ago, pretty highly in like the second round. Uh, he's supposed to be a good tight end. Eventually they still have Zach Ertz coming back from a gnarly knee injury. He says he's going to keep playing. Uh, I kind of doubt his ability to do so is especially in like a tight end premium though, two tight end league kind of situation. Is there any value left to be squeezed from Zach Ertz? Or if anything, is it like, let's get Trey McBride and and hope they can get their offense figured out and, and ride him. I don't want any Ertz. I don't like a 32 year old tight end who's had multiple knee injuries and has been beat up over his career. Especially when you have a high draft pick for a tight end sitting right behind him. Um, I just, He'll get a catch here or there in games. I'm I'm moving on from him if I can anywhere. You think he's dust? I think he's dust. I agree. You, just, you said you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah, I, I pretty much feel it. Uh, you know, <laughs> two tight end leagues, maybe real late. Like he's going real late. So, you know, maybe. Uh maybe toss like a I toss like a fourth round pick at someone, maybe they just wanted to like sell them, especially in those like tight end premium two tight end leagues. Um, but yeah, I pretty much in agreement with you. The chances are low that he's going to be anyone that you ever are going to feel confident starting, especially with how horrendous their offense is probably going to be this year. Well, that's all I pretty much have for the, the Cardinals. Is there anything you boys want to talk about with them or can we move on to the Rams? Did he, did, did hurt, did Ertz have any, familiarity with the coach that's there now because they both of them were in philly but were they there at the same time no i don't believe i don't i don't think so okay all right i want to hear uh preston's take on this my big swing on uh, like i don't know if it's a hot take but prediction for this upcoming years the cardinals would have by far the worst record in football do you agree or disagree worst record in football Mm -hmm. Mm, yes yes Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. The division is tough anyway, with 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 San Fran and 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 Seattle balling like like crazy right now. And believe it or not, I think the Rams are real sneaky to compete. Well, well, let's go ahead and dive into that because the Rams are next. I want to I want to start out this conversation with something that. Uh, Evan, our other cohort that isn't on tonight, uh, he posed this question to Eric and I, and I want to pose it to you, Preston. Can you name a defensive player for the Los Angeles Rams that is not named Aaron Donald? No. And I heard that question before. <laughs> I heard y'all say that before. So <laughs> and I was like, you know what? And and I was driving. I was on the road listening to your podcast at the time, and I was like, I really can't name a defense defensive player on that team other than Aaron Donald. And I meant to go look it up. I meant to go look it up, but I didn't get around to it. There's really no point, man. You, I've looked it up. You look it up and you look at the names and you go, who the hell are these guys? I've never heard of it. There's uh, uh, the guy with the funny name, Yeast. I can't even remember his first name. I just remember his last name is Yeast and I found that funny. That's it. That's the only guy. There's no one else there. That's pretty so, funny. So for for fantasy, you love it, right? Because bad defenses make for good fantasy performances in a lot of cases, right? Because the offense has to overcome that with with garbage points. But when you look at the Rams, man, it's just, I guess the first point that I'll make to really dive into this is there's just such a steep cliff of talent after Cooper Cup. 
that I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know who I would even like possibly want to target as a fantasy player in this offense that is at all interesting. But what do you guys think? Is there anyone? Is Skaronsky interesting? Is Van Jefferson interesting? Any 2-2 Atwell fans? Nope, nope, and nope. I'm all about Puka. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Okay, well, talk to me about Puka. This I, I feel like this. I, I wrote. I actually wrote wrote on him before as well too. I I like this guy in that offense. I he if you look at if you look at it, his stats and it, and and his his film and all his highlights, he he plays just like a a, a Robert Woods type of player in that offense. Hmm. He plays okay. close to play. He gets those jet sweeps. He gets those those short intermediate passes that he can take off, and he's a blocker. Interesting. All right. I, well, I, I really think I really think Puka Nakua is going is going to emerge in that offense. I'm not saying he's going going to going to skyrise to the top, but I think I think he's he's a valuable asset in that offense in that Sean McVay offense. I was going to say I can't like him because he went to Washington and not UW. Boo Cougars, go Huskies. But uh, he also he finished at BYU. So and you know, and that's where he had his best season. Yeah, eight eight hundred and five yards. Uh, not not too shabby. Um, okay. I mean, hey, job is wide open, right? All the guys that I just listed are theoretically on top of the depth chart, and we hate all of them. I'm sure they're yes. fine people, like in real life, but <laughs> for for dynasty, we hate them. We hate Skaronsky. We we hate Tutu Atwell because we can't even see him. He's so small uh and van jefferson is is i feel like he just came to the league has done nothing but he's somehow 28 years old like it's wild he's that old <laughs> yeah man i th- i think he's freaking 28 years old uh wow. i'm gonna i'm gonna age check real quick okay no he's gonna turn 27 he's gonna turn 27 in july so he i mean he's getting up there for sure um which is just crazy to me but i guess the only other like relevant piece here right is like this backfield which you assume it's going to be Cam Akers, right? I mean, he finished out the year decently strong on a flailing team. He was kind of the only thing they had after Cooper Cup broke his ankle in two. Um, Cam Akers, I mean, he's pretty divisive, right? He he had the Achilles injury, which is like a career ender for a lot of running backs, but now he's kind of having this resurgent because of the end of, end of the year stuff. What do you guys think are like the, the possibilities for Cam Akers, though? Is he in rb2 is he like a low end two maybe rb3 or like what what do you guys think he's gonna get all the work i see him getting i see him getting all i mean they, they didn't they drafted what zach evans which which he's which he's pretty cold but he's also he also got his job taken yep they got kyron williams too who people kind of liked but never he never did anything so kyron williams probably not I don't think that's enough. Uh, I think we've seen enough for, from from Cam Akers to know that that he's probably he's gonna get he's gonna get the lead the lead uh, the lead role there. Now, how much is that worth though? He gets the lead role on on a team that, I mean, without any other wide receivers of no other than Cooper Cup, like they can push the ball with Cooper all they want. Eventually, like the better defensive teams are gonna find a way to to shut that down, so to speak. So Cam Akers, I mean. What are we thinking? I mean, Eric, do you have any like thoughts about Cam Akers in, in terms of his finish 
Do you think he's like a stable like RB three? Do you think he's a guy that you can flex and feel comfortable? I do not. I don't think he's even an RB four. Um, oh, wow. wow! Don't trust anybody not named Adrian Peterson with an Achilles injury. And on top of that, he got in the doghouse last year. He got benched and fought with Sean McVay, and they threatened to trade him, and nobody would take him. Yeah, I I, th- I heard he said that uh, McVay's wife was ugly or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, he, he <laughs> got to get personal. He went real like, personal. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm messing with you. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't trust it. I don't like – any of the running backs really there. I think it's all going to be a jumbled committee. And I think maybe slightly Zach Evans comes out with the best numbers, but I don't really have any interest in any uh, Rams running back. I think acres will get absolutely the starting lead role. And I think he'll lose it fairly quickly because I just haven't seen any burst back from him. I think he's booty. (laughs) The last four games, he kind of he he showed a lot of explosiveness. The last four games, he did, he did. But I also think the Rams are going to be down a lot in a lot of games, and that was without Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is the one you want on that football team by far. I, yeah, okay. I mean, I I, I hear you. Um, the one thing I'll say is, it, it, man, it's tough, right? Because it's the dichotomy of yes, he will almost certainly be the unquestioned starting running back for a team, which in fantasy football is almost always valuable. Like you always, like you almost always just want a starting RB. They almost always have some sort of value week to week. Um, But what really I think tanks that is the Rams still have like maybe a bottom three offensive line in the league. Like if it's not the worst, I think the Titans might have the worst but the Rams have like a bottom three O-line. So that's going to really suck for Cam Akers. Um, maybe that leads to some more checkdowns, possibly, but you can't really bank on that. Um, so I, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, Eric, even though it's really against like fantasy football philosophy in general of just, if he's a starting RB and has nothing else behind him, you want that guy. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think I'm with you. I don't, I don't really want that guy. Um, I think he he's a sell if you can get something for him kind of player. Okay, I hear that. I hear that. So, what do you think about Zach Evans? You think he? You think I'm, what? What do you think the split will be? Because I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. Um, I think he's gonna take over at least RB two in that in that offense for instead of Kyron wins. I'm looking at. I'm looking at like a 60-30-10 split between the three with Williams being yeah. the. Top. And Evans being 30. And I think by the time we hit midseason, we're going to see something like 40, 40, 20. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I mean, we were already seeing it with uh, Akers and uh, Henderson. Um, Before Akers injury, we were already seeing that split backfield. So I don't see any reason why that would change. I think it continues to be split. And that, unfortunately, with the terrible O-line and lack of other receiving options, I think that tanks Cam Akers even further and makes me pretty much certain that I just really don't want him. Um, but uh, there is one player here that I think is still worth discussing, and someone we haven't really touched on at all. It's the QB, guys. I mean, we play a lot of Superflex League, and Matt Stafford, I think, is, I mean, pretty easy to say. He's at his all-time low 
in terms of like what you would have to give up to go get him or take him in a draft as like a QB three, even like a QB four where you could grab him. Is he like a buy low draft low interest at all? I mean, he still has Cooper cup, right? So he's still going to be slinging it to him. He doesn't have a lot more than that, but considering how cheap he is, is he, is he at all interesting to you guys? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get him late, late as hell. Cause I I I don't know if he doesn't he has he has real bad back problems doesn't he yeah like Perpe- and, perpetual and that, back problems yeah yeah when that back goes out and you see he's missed he's missed a lot of that yeah I I I feel that I mean I'm I just turned thirty and I have back problems and I don't play NFL and uh, I'm not running around slinging any passes anytime soon so I I get that for sure um I think in terms of trade value though. You could, I think personally, you could go and get Stafford for like a competing second. You guys feel that, and would you do that? No, I, I, I yeah, I keep the second. What about you, Eric? No, I don't think so. Stafford scares the crap out of me. Yeah, there is a world where he is a top twelve to fifteen quarterback this year, and you're super happy about it. And there's a world where he gets hit real bad week two and then has a neck injury and he's done with football. Right. I don't want to give up assets for him, but if he's already on my team, I'm probably holding him. Well, you probably won't have no choice because I don't think nobody's going to give you what you want for him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess on the flip side, if you could sell him for a competing second, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I, I'm pretty much in agreement. I think that, yeah, the potential is there for him to be that, like, fill-in guy, possibly. Like, again, he still has Cooper Cup, could still have some weeks, but that injury risk is super real. I think you're you're definitely, you're spot on with that. Why don't we take this to a more interesting team, unless you guys have any other last-minute thoughts on the Rams? One more thought. If we hit trade deadline and Rams are 2-8, and eight, something absolute garbage, They've traded away all the first round picks forever. They just need to start recouping talent. Does Cooper Cup hit the trading block? Hmm. How excited would that make you? <sighs> Realistically, I yeah. I mean, why why wouldn't they? He yeah. he's 30. They're not going to be competing. Uh anything that he does is just going to put them in a worse draft spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense to me. I kind of see McVeigh as the the sort of guy where he's almost Pete Carroll-esque where I don't think he has a rebuild in him. So it might take like a new, like if he fails completely this year, I think we'll probably see a new coach in LA because McVay was already almost gone. And if we see a new coach, then I think it it happens. If, if McVay somehow stays on, I think it's maybe less likely. And, and maybe he tries to do something next year, but I, I think the more likely thing is that, the Rams fail, and Cooper Cup does hit the trade block. Okay, I could a I could a hundred percent see someone like the Detroit Lions if they're in lead of the division going out and reuniting him with Jared Goff. Oh my, that'd be pretty. That would be I'd pretty. Love to see that. Yeah, I think so. Amon yeah. Brown and Cooper Cup. I think it's I think it's I think it's too crowded over there in, in Detroit anyway already. That's not a bad point. They got some good receivers over there. Jameson Williams, man, get your head screwed on right. We need you. <laughs> we need you for <laughs> fantasy, man. You, you complete that team. 
Yeah, I think it's a little too crowded over there anyway. I think if they if they do if that does happen, Cooper Cup it, it's Cooper Cup will be he'll get he'll get some spin. He'll get some burn, but it wouldn't be too much. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a, enough to make me want to go out here and get him in fantasy. What, why, why don't we just why don't we just triple all the way down? Cooper Cup gets traded to the Raiders with Tom Brady. He's Julian Edelman 2.0. Oh awesome. my god. Awesome. awesome. Wheels up. Oh. All so right. Good. Let's play the game again because I think that's interesting. Tom Brady is starting for the Raiders and he gets Cooper freaking cup. Do do they overtake the Chiefs? If that yes. happens, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They always score a touchdown at that point. Yes. Every thought? time he gets the ball. Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, dude. <laughs> With Tom Brady and then handing it off to Josh Jacobs, please sign me up. Holy moly. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's 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 move along here. We're about to get like 120 new Raiders fans on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know any, but if you know any, send send them the episode for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah, like I said, let's take it to a little more of an interesting team. We got some stuff to talk about with the San Francisco 49ers. Man, oh man, do we got some stuff to talk about. These guys are locked and loaded. They got talent everywhere. They have one of the best running backs. They have one of the best tight ends. And they have two of the better wide receivers in the game. The real question, as I'm sure it has been very obvious uh, all offseason, who is going to be the gunslinger? given the ball to these weapons. I mean, we have Brock Purdy saying that he is going to be ready at the start of training camp, maybe ready for that week one start. They have Trey Lance that they traded the farm for, that Eric is a firm believer that he is a dud. Uh, and we have Sam Dartle, who is apparently the best pass thrower that the San Francisco 49ers have ever had, according to the 49ers. So we have these three guys, and they all have question marks. Who's it going to be? That's the question. Who's it going to be? All on board the Purdy train. I think it is absolutely Brock Purdy's job when he's healthy, and he it'll be his to keep it, and then he'd have to play bad to lose it. But, man, I was – two months ago, I was like, okay, so Trey Lance is going to hold down the fort, and he's probably going to be meh, and then Purdy, Purdy will come back and take it back over. I think Sam Darnold starts over Trey Lance now, the way they're talking about it. Yes. Crazy. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with yes. that. My guys. My guys. This is what I've been saying. Yes. All I, right. I, I was never a believer in, in, in Lance from the beginning. Thank you. Eric, your your guy right here. Call me. Preston freaking <laughs> Evans out here agreeing with Eric. Oh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not on, on the Lance train. Never was. Because I believe I believe there was something that went around that uh, actually uh, the coach wanted wanted uh, Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. He wanted Mac Jones. I think that yep. was a, 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 a office thing that they, we we gonna go get Trey Lance. Yep. I think they uh I think they pulled rank on. Okay. Um. Well, little little exercise for you guys then. Brock Purdy is the starter. The 49ers are the top of the division. Yes. No. No. Oh, no. No. So. Seattle got something cooking over there, man. (laughs) This is my guy. This is my guy right here. Seattle got something cooking over there. 
All right. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I thought you guys were both going to say yes. So my follow-up question was, Trey Lance is the starter. Are the 49ers on the top of the division? And I guess that's a clearly no for both of y'all. Oh, that's a no. I love to hear that, man. I'm smiling like a little kid over here. That's awesome. All right. This made us happy back-to-back in the span of like three minutes. For real. Yeah. This is this is great. Okay. I, I like it. So, so... We're we're I think we're all kind of on board the the Purdy train then with like a Darnold uh like slice of pie there where we're like if if Darnold's it we're not gonna be surprised especially if Purdy is like slow to start still like recovering from the injury um but but Purdy's show man I I think we're all in agreement there he showed what he needed to show question I had next was so Chris McCaffrey <laughs> been the RB one before now in the best situation he's ever been in regardless of the QB like chances for him being the overall RB one in dynasty in, in fancy football, pretty high. Right. What what would you guys say? I'm sorry. What was the question again? So Christian McCaffrey finishes as the fancy football RB one. How, how likely do you think that is? Uh, I don't, I, I don't see it. I think, I think they split. I think it, the touches are split too much between him and uh, Mitchell. Uh, just curious who, who would be your guess at the, in that case, like who would be your RB one? finisher who, who would be my rb1 i yeah i really think is uh jc taylor is taylor jonathan taylor jonathan taylor okay mm-hmm. i was gonna say did jason tatum play so bad in game seven he went to football <laughs> <laughs> hey man he, he hurt it he hurt his ankle you leave him alone <laughs> uh, I, I think best case scenario for cmc this year literally his ceiling for the year is rb4 really okay I don't think he would be higher than RB4. I think, well, bar- barring injuries, of course, right? If we're sp- if we're speaking no injuries, because I don't think he can surpass Hall, Taylor, or Bijan. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think it's split, it's split too much over there. And then it's, and then his pass work is, his passing work, his catching work is amazing. Receiving work is amazing. But they also got to feed the ball to Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, mm-hmm. that's that's something. That's something. That's something. CMC didn't have to worry about over there in, in Carolina. Yep. Uh, I also think CMC did the stat thing, and I think Kyle Shanahan's a very smart coach, and I think he knows I need you at your max when we're in the playoffs trying to get to this Super Bowl. I can't seem to win, and right. I think he's really gonna pace him throughout the year. I think pacing more than talent or or opportunity is what's going to bring his numbers down a little bit. But you're still going to get that splash game here or there where he gets like 15 touches and gets 150 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, def- I mean, I think he's super stable. Like, I think his floor is like 15 points a game. Oh, like, yeah. Pretty Great easily. Yeah. But I think you're going to see lower ceilings because I think they're going to pace him more. Like, when they start getting into big leads, stuff like that, I think you're going to see them pull him and put in the backups and just make sure his legs and his body saved. So, I mean, obviously early, right? And we're just guessing based on limited information here, but uh, we we had the guess from Preston that it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Who who would be just your off-the-cuff RB1 finisher, Eric? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Coming off the ACL. Yep. Don't care. All in on Brees Hall. The, All in. Aaron Rodgers, don't care. The stuff I saw him do running the football last year was unreal. When he was healthy, he, he was the reason – the Jets were winning football games. Yeah. Like Zach, Zach Wilson couldn't hold Brees Hall back and ACL will not. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that guy is 
clearly the RB1. I think the best running back in football will be Bijan. I just think he's a rookie and he's not at that quite yet. But man, Brace Hall looks good. Okay. Okay. I, like- I hear that. And I, I hear that too. I, I definitely hear that. Okay. Well, I guess my, I'll take us to my next question here. Uh, Cause I think this was kind of interesting because I, I thought about it and then I had to actually go and look cause I wasn't, wasn't entirely sure it was going to be like, uh, you know, that deep conversation to talk about. But when I looked at it, I was pretty surprised. So right off the cuff, Debo Samuel and Brandon, Ayuk, the two starting wide receivers for the team, who do you guys have? And I know that seems like a weird question at first, but when you look at ADPs and you look at projections, these guys are three or four spots apart. They are very, very close. So who who do we have? What about what about you, Preston? Why don't you tell me what what you got between these guys? Uh, it's tough, right? I like I, I, it's it's tough. I I, I like IU, and I think IU. I I I believe in IU because I don't think. I think Debo is going going to have a couple games where he's not going to play. He's going to be injured, and that uh, Kittle Kittle he's shown Brock Purdy has shown that Kittle has been handling that that close to the close to the line stuff. Last year he he likes Kittle, and if you if you re- remember Debo wasn't really a big factor when Purdy was in the game. You didn't hit you didn't get too many big stats from from Debo when Purdy was playing. So I guess it depends on the quarterback or who's starting. But I, be, I believe that, that Kittle is going to handle a lot of that, a lot of that short to intermediate yard work that Debo was handling. And they got two, they got two solid running backs if they could stay healthy. So he's not going to be getting them handoffs. I never was a believer in Debo from the beginning. I don't, I don't, I don't like the fact that, that he gets handoffs like that. And then, He's injured like two or three games out of the season because of that. I hear you. Okay. I like IU. I really like IU. I wish he would have went somewhere else. I'm not even going to lie. I wanted him somewhere else. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean, me being a Hawks fan, I totally agree because I like Brandon IU. wish he was on a different team, definitely, because then I could root for him. Uh, what What about you, Eric? Do you, do you feel the same? I like Debo Samuel, man. That guy is a top-flight wide receiver built like a running back, and that is so rare. And that this last year definitely didn't show his entire his skill set. He was still coming off the injury a little bit. And um, but that two years ago, I mean, he like single handedly beat the Packers. His Garoppolo was doing nothing. I mean, on a fourth and seven to win the game or whatever it was, they did a handoff to Debo Samuel and he got ten yards. And the whole stadium knew he was gonna get it. I'm just a big believer in talent wins out, and I really, really think that he is significantly more talented than Ayuk. His handoff saved him though, a lot of times. He ain't got a lot of handoffs. He doesn't have he, he doesn't have that that luxury anymore because they have Elijah Mitchell and and CMC. So mm-hmm. how many handoffs do you think he's gonna get now? That is very true. Um, I think they tried to take that out of his game a little bit when they thought they were going with Trey Lance last year. I think they might try to re-implement a lot of that back in. I, would, okay. I want to see what they do with that, especially if Sam Darnold's quarterback. I, I really want to see what they decide to do there, especially with – I mean, Darnold's not anything special, but his short game accuracy, his short pass accuracy, I could be wrong on this totally, but just seems like it's pretty decent. He's pretty accurate, close, and so is Purdy. And I would like to see him doing a lot of crossing routes and a lot of like little shovel passes and things like that 
and see what he can do there. Um, I don't know. I just, I really, really like the skill set that Debo brings. And I think I want to see him fully healthy this year and then reevaluate. But I would go Debo. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be the tiebreaker. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk. So I, I'm with you, Preston. Um, I, I think that I completely agree with the, the injury thing. It's, it's, it's scary. Debo's had a lot of not just injuries, but like scary injuries for what he does. Soft tissue stuff, hamstring stuff, stuff that you don't want to see that type of player with the, the burst that we like, uh, suffer. And when I look at Brandon Ayuk, they're like athletic wise, they're not too dissimilar. Uh, to be honest, they're they're actually very similar, except Brandon Ayuk is much more of a dynamic, like pass catcher, like actually doing the pass catch work that that a wide receiver does. Debo Samuel made a lot of his work on the ground, can do kind of gadgety things and all that good stuff. And yeah, he's he's definitely a good athlete and and can make some plays. But you look at the youth with Brandon Ayuk being two years, two and a half years younger, and the fact that he could, you know, end up being. He, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Ayuk was end up like ends up being the wide receiver one on on this team, and and Debo takes more of this like wide receiver two, uh, jet even if he has some like jet sweeps, I, I think that puts him on the back burner, uh, behind Brandon Ayuk, uh, so yeah, I'm right there with you, Preston. I I totally agree. I think Debo is, you know, going to be 28 soon and has a litany of soft tissue injuries, and I think we've seen how that plays out. Yeah, we also got to remember that he is a wide receiver. So he's been he's been playing as a wide receiver. The handoffs the handoffs to a wide receiver doesn't that that, that I don't believe that's going to hold up a lot. And mm-hmm. that's where he that's where he made a lot of his hay was off the handoffs, short yardage touchdowns, and running through running in between the tackles. And he's not he he doesn't get just jet sweeps. You know he gets they run him. When he had his best season, they was running him in between the tackles. Yeah. You know? And that I I don't think that, that holds up too long to a guy that's already then had his 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 fair share of injuries. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tread on those tires, definitely. I don't want to uh get you guys too excited, but next season, my favorite landing spot for T. Higgins is the 49ers if he doesn't get resigned. Oh, where they gonna find that money? You shut oh, your gonna, mouth. Where are they gonna find that money? To, to try to keep – I wish they would find him. Can you imagine T. Higgins with that skill? No. No, I can't. Shut up. No. <laughs> no good. No freaking way. This is like the time you tried to convince me Tom Brady was going to the Niners and you made me hate life for a couple weeks. No. We're not doing this again, Eric. I won't be tricked by you. T. Higgins on the Niners, man. I'm telling you. Where else do you think he might go? Well, 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 like, what's a what's a good landing spot for T. Higgins? Just off subject, he. We ain't got I'll, much time. I'll, I'll make you happy right now, Preston. I think he should go to the Pats. Oh Lord, Jesus! <laughs> Don't make me have no heart attacks up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he goes to the Pats. I think he they they need that guy, man. They need that alpha six five dude. Mm-mm, I love T. Higgins too. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a T Higgins fan. I'm I'm a T Higgins believer. It's crazy, man. In terms of uh, like average like points per game, I think T Higgins had a slightly higher point total than Jamar Chase, which is kind of crazy. You're right. That yeah. that tandem that tandem there 
if they could keep that tandem together, that would be so awesome. That reminds me of Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison playing with Peyton. Yep. I think Joe Burrow's going to take a team-friendly deal, and I think they're going to mm-hmm. keep Higgins. So I actually don't think he leaves the Bengals. But um, he does leave. I do think the 49ers fit exactly what they want to do, too. You're going to make me throw up, dude. <laughs> so gross. Uh, okay. Uh, well, last thing so that we can move on from this atrocious team. George Kittle. We talked a little bit about him, but I want to get your guys' beat on this because I think it's kind of a chalky question, but seeing as Kittle has shown his elite abilities uh, as a top tight end in this league, you know, his only thing really holding him back is like injuries, right? Like he he does get injured a fair bit and, and injuries you don't necessarily want to see a 28, 29-year-old tight end get. But as of right now, you know, he's he's going into this, uh, you know, 29-year-old season. And the only other guy in recent memory that has been able to circumvent that sort of age cliff is Travis Kelsey. Like, in terms of the guy that has not only circumvented that, but has thrived past it. And so, again, maybe chalky, but I wanted to get you guys beat either way. Uh, do you guys think that Kittle could be on like even like a pseudo Kelsey path where he could keep playing and putting up big numbers until he's 33, 34? Or is that kind of out of the question? Nobody is Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Nobody like. is Kelsey. He, and and this is coming from a guy who, who spent 10 years with Gronkowski. And I thought nobody could. And I thought nobody could be a Gronk. Kelsey is Kelsey is awesome. Are you saying Kelsey is, is, is like better than Gronk? Yes. Blast. Yes. Blast. Wow. Yes. Absolutely not. Well, yes. Eric, I mean, this is the Pats fan talking, though, man. You got to give some yes. credit there. Yes, and 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 it, and, it, and it makes me and it, and it makes me throw up to my stomach to say because I, I it took me a long time to say it. I literally hope Bill Belichick comes to your front door and takes your Pat's card fandom away. That's <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that, Bill. I didn't. I didn't been. I, didn't, I was with. I was. I've been through the heartaches before, Bill. I was. I was. <laughs> Kelsey is absolutely top three of all time. Gronk is the nut one. There's never been a higher peak than Gronk. Did you, call, did you just call him the nut one? The nut one. Gronk is. Gronk is awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just said that. I'm pretty sure you just said Gronk is the nut one. Number one. <laughs> Number one. I like the nut, nut one, one better. Gronk is awesome. The thing is, is Kelsey. It, the thing is, and the, the reason I say this is because Kelsey keeps freaking playing. Mm. <laughs> like he keeps it playing, and and don't Gronk is is awesome. He's awesome. Block. He does it all. Uh, I think Bill Belichick's trying to disconnect your internet. Hold on. I think I'm disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Belichick's hearing you, man. He's he's trying to get you knocked off the server. Yeah, yeah. He cut yeah, he cut me off. Don't do that to me, Bill. All right, all right, you're back. I can hear you. Gronk is awesome. B- that blocking, he does it all as as a tight end. And he did it all as a tight end. But Kelsey keeps playing. Like every year, I don't want to draft Kelsey. 
as high as he's going because I think the wheel are going the wheel's going to fall off, and he keeps playing. He keeps giving us these numbers. He keeps giving us WR numbers, like wide receiver numbers, constantly. And Gronk was doing that too. Don't get me wrong, Gronk was doing that too. Kelsey's no. just he. He he's he just keeps playing, man. I, I I I that's all I can say about it. He just keeps giving us these numbers. So, how many more games do you think Kelsey's played than Gronk? I would I would say about I would say about guessing. I would say about two years worth. Being with with Gronk's injuries that he sustained throughout his playing career, I would mm-hmm. say about two seasons worth. So Kelsey's played one more game than Gronk. Really? One more game. That is amazing. I did not know that. Who do you think has more touchdowns, Gronk or Kelsey? Gronk. Uh, by how many? Probably, I would say, guessing off the top, 10. So, Travis Kelsey has 69 career touchdowns. Gronk nice. has 92. Well, I knew he had a lot of them. I, I didn't know how many Kelsey had. But Kelsey has the funny sex number. It's his total, so better, I think. Let's see. Kelsey, all, Kelsey has the yardage, too. Now, he, now, he, now he's definitely – now. now He's Kelsey is definitely killing Gronk in yardage. Yes, by about eight hundred yards, like okay. a season worth, like a season worth. And mm-hmm. uh, Gronk has twenty three more touchdowns than Kelsey on one last game. Wow, I did not know that. That's that that that's good. That's good fact searching right there. I did not know that. And Gronk actually blocks for the run game. Here's another question though: keeping it dynasty fantasy football relevant, mm-hmm. how many tight end one? finishes has Gronk had? Mm. I would say probably two or three. And I bet you has like five or six. He has had three. Kelsey has had double that. Yep. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. So for Dynasty mm. Fantasy Football, I mean, President might be right. And you got to also think Gronk has been playing also. He was playing also right along with Jimmy Graham at his peak too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went back and forth. Jimmy Graham was balling at that time as well. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that that take a one or two of those away, but um, man, that get that Gronk, get that Kelsey Brandon Gronk crap out of here. There's no shot. And the other one, the other thing I'll go back to is I love listening to what great players say about other great players, especially if they played the same position, right? And Shannon Sharp, without even blinking, whenever anybody talks about it, says Gronk is far and away the best tight end ever. And that's coming from a tight end, a great a tight, end. tight end. Yeah, a great Hall of Fame tight end. And he loves Kelsey. He says Kelsey's too. But he said Gronk is the greatest tight end to ever touch a football field. And I usually take stuff like that to heart. He he caught some amazing balls from Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, caught, he caught some amazing catches. Oh, Gronk's measurables, like 6'7", just a behemoth. If he hadn't gotten injured, these his numbers would be even more gaudy. And that's another thing. His that back, and them get them guys had to hit him low, so they was always tearing his knees up. I remember when uh, I remember when Cam Chancellor killed him. I remember like when he when Cam Chancellor literally murdered Gronkowski on the field because he hit him right square in the chest and broke seven of his ribs. Yes, I remember that. I was sick about it. I almost threw up. I was like, there it is. <laughs> and then you also um. Had Gronk, who Bill Belichick told him that he had just traded in the Detroit Lions, and Gronk said, "Bet I'm retired," and then went on live TV and told the story in person a week later and started laughing. I re- I remember when T.J. Ward hit him beneath 
at the knees one time too and put him out for the season. I was pretty upset about that one too. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Ugh. Anywho, this is about this is supposed to be about Kittle, and then it got triggered. But so we are we already said that the Raiders would overtake uh would overtake the Chiefs if Tom Brady went there and they got Cooper Cup. You know who could also go there is <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, no, now it's too far. Gronk's not going back. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, he could tu- he could tutor Michael Mayer though. I mean, that's true. But okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. I I, uh, I, I think Gronk's done, done. He's yeah, he's partying. Right? He's having too much fun. You're probably oh, yeah. right. You're probably right. Let's move on. I hope you guys have another hour, hour and a half, because we are on the Seattle Seahawks, baby. Go Hawks. Both man up in here. Let's get into it. Uh I I mean, come on, man. I I could I could be here all night with this, but I have I have a couple main questions here we can get to real quick here, or you know, not real quick, but somewhat quick, because I know it's getting a little late for Eric. But uh first thing I just want to start out with, you know, Geno Smith, revelation, obviously, last year. Finished a lot of leagues as the QB five, QB six. Awesome he adds Jackson Smith and Jigba gets a couple of O-line improvements in the draft. What are the chances here that he repeats? Because I personally, I mean, Hawks fan bias here, right? So you guys have to talk me down. I'm sure, but I see no reason why he can't finish top six again. He did it last year. Why not again? Mm, I don't know. Tell me, tell me why, what changed? He, he has a first round drafted wide receiver, the best one in the class. And they they draft O line sprinkled in the draft for some really like tough dudes. Why not? I think they're gonna run more. They 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 went out and got uh, Zach Sharp and they pretty pretty high because I, I think they're gonna. I don't think I don't think that uh, Kenneth Walker is gonna suffer too much with this Zach Sharp and they pick up because I think they're gonna run a whole lot more. Well, you know what Zach Sharp does is he catches passes. He pass catches, mm-hmm. but I still think I still think it's gonna it's, it's gonna be maybe a 70-30 split, but it's gonna be a lot more running involved. Okay, so you think not top six? Do you think top ten? Top ten, I give him okay. top ten. I'll take it. I'll take top ten. Eric, is, is that kind of your your summation of this? Is gonna be running more? That's why you don't think he will. No. Um... He came out really firing out of the gates, and he kind of tapered off a little bit. A little bit. Um, and definitely started to slow down, I think, as people kind of caught up to him. I don't think he played bad. I think he's definitely like a top 12 to 15 guy. But, I mean, when you have – at the top of your league, when you have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, right there six – that I would easily put above. Then you can start getting to the other ones, which is like Justin Fields. You start talking about like a Kirk Cousins, which sounds weird to say, but you can, because he's always right around there for some reason. Um, Some Jared Goff gets thrown in there because they've gotten better. Um, And I'm already pretty close to 10. And Gino's kind of like right in that range for me. Well, I I take Gino over all those guys. I would take Fields and Goff over Gino. Fields maybe. Fields maybe. I'm changing mine. I'm changing. He's a mid, mid to low, top uh, QB two. I'm, I'm going hard. I'm going hard because I, because I would, because I wouldn't pick him. I, I, I could see the path where he could be, uh, top ten, 
you know, top ten or top fifteen. But I'm 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 sticking with the mid mid to rank mid to low QB two. So the way I'm looking at this, uh, you know, you're saying Eric that he he kind of fell off towards the end, right? You would say that's maybe like the last seven eight weeks of the season or so. Right, but he—I mean—he was going to. He was completing seventy-eight percent of his passes, or whatever it was, unsustainable levels. He okay. He had he had two finishes out of those last eight games that were outside of the top twelve. Okay, well, like, like yeah, like that ten to twelve range. Uh, I mean, we're looking at eleven, eleven, three, seven, eleven, twelve. Okay, yeah. So, so that probably averages around eight to ten. Hmm. But you're saying you're saying like twelve to sixteen is what you're thinking. I could see that, but I could also see that eight to ten. I just I don't see six and seven. Okay. Like with the pressure. I just don't see it. I think there's too many other good quarterbacks. And then we're also forgetting Tom Brady coming back to the Raiders. So All right. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> oh yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets might be up there too. So we just calling that. Yeah, it might we're as well. I mean that's what what is going to be? <laughs> you heard it here first on the RPG podcast, I guess. Tom Brady to the Raiders <laughs> confirmed. And then we also forgot that, like, QB won this year, McCorkle Jones, with Tra- Travis Kelsey, the greatest tight end ever being traded to him, is going to be up there, too. So, Oh, come on. Now just getting silly. All right. Well, well I'm hearing. Mac 10 is awesome. Mac 10. Mac 10. I like that. I haven't heard that. I've only heard McCorkle because I talked to Eric too much. You can't be a top 10 quarterback and be named McCorkle. It's literally in the rules. Uh, I mean, it's it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, well, well, I want to go back to what Preston was saying too, because I, I rebutted Eric, I think, expertly, and you didn't have any ground to stand on, so I did that. That's checked off. Uh, what do we think about Zach Charbonnet then? Because that was kind of what you were saying, Preston, is they're going to use him more, uh, just in, just improve the running game, obviously, but they're going to maybe lean on him and Ken Walker. So when we're talking about Zach Charbonnet and we're talking rookie drafts. Um, specifically, you know, super flex. That's what I think we mostly play here. Where in a rookie draft are you comfortable taking Zach Charbonnet? Because he's kind of in that like tier two running back area of like him and a chain, uh, and Miller. Um, are you taking him at the top of those guys? Are you taking him like top of the second round or, or where you have him? I'm taking, I'm taking him bottom, bottom second. I, I, Jesus, I wish he, I, man, I've been, I was praying for this before the draft. I wish he would have went to Cincinnati. I wish Cincinnati, I wish Cincinnati would have got him. But uh, bottom bottom second now in rookie drafts for me. I I I think A chain is A chain is going to ball. I like A chain in offense and and Miller. I, I I like him with the Saints because. Uh, your boy don't have too much time left, and I think he's done. You're talking uh, Camara, Camara, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, so bottom of the second that, that pretty much means you're not taking him, right? Because I think he is going like top of the second right he's now. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna be gone. I ain't losing no sleep if I don't get him. All right, I feel it. Uh, you you feel the same, Eric? Pretty much not not draftable. I would totally draft him top of the second. Like as soon as it flips second round, I would absolutely okay. take him just because I believe in the talent. Also, Preston, you know Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Rip to uh, Mike's bold pre-Ricky draft pick of Charbonnet over Gibbs, and he isn't looking back or apologizing. Anyway, so 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike loves loves Charbonnet. Yeah, I mean, I did too. I did too. I was right there with you guys. Uh, if you went on any other team, I mean, I love my Hawks, but they are fantasy football reapers. They just, they just, <laughs> they are just sickling the field. Okay, but here, here's the thing, right? Like, because I do believe in the talent of of Zach Charbonnet. I think mm-hmm. he's a top three running back talent that came out this year. And all it takes is it's a game of football, and I don't wish this, but it takes. Kenneth Walker taking one bad hit, and he goes down. And all of a sudden, Zach Charbonnet is what? A top 10, 15 running back every week? Probably. What other yeah. backup in football instantly gives you that kind of juice? So in an early second round, I'm absolutely taking a flyer on Charbonnet and saying, you know what? Handcuff to Walker. Maybe I can flip him to the Seattle owner or pay up to go get Walker. And then I have the Seattle running back. And if Walker, I mean, hopefully he doesn't, but if something happens to him, boom, now I have Zach Charbonnet ready to plug in every week. So you are take, would you take him over A-Chain and Kendra Miller? Yes, I would still take him over both of those. Over A-Chain? A-Chain makes me think, though. I'm having a really hard discussion with A-Chain. Miller, absolutely. I I think I'm with you there. I would I actually, I mean, I would clearly take A-Chain over Zach Charbonnet. I think that it becomes interesting between him and Miller. That's where I'm a little more like, eh, mm. but I think I, I think I still lean Miller for me. Yeah. Chain and Charbonnet, I'm having a 30-minute heated discussion with myself. Yeah, okay. Probably going okay. Charbonnet, but I would be really mad at me at the same time. All right. Well, let, let me keep moving this forward here. I want to talk a little bit DK Metcalf, mostly just in terms of we would all kind of say like DK Metcalf is still one of the like – for Dynasty, especially, what top top ten wide receiver? Or are we in agreement there? Top twelve? Yeah. Uh, like la- like later, like late. Obviously, like kind of in that back end, but but top 12, 10, 11, 12? 15. somewhere. Around. Yeah. I think that's fair. The main thing I want to get at with it is that that's kind of what I've been seeing too. This like DK Metcalf in that like you know 14, 15, 16 area. And the point I wanted to bring up is that he was wide receiver 16 last year. And I think it was sort of, I think it was kind of a disappointing season for him. Um, he he had a little bit of like some like weird injury stuff, his like foot flared up, that kind of thing. And I think the main thing with him is he had his career low in touchdowns since like, I think his rookie season. Um, and I just don't personally see that as being the case this year. I, I think that with JSN, now as another piece to that offense, I think that he gets more open for touchdowns. And that's the part that I really see some some positive regression coming because I actually, pardon me, he had his lowest touchdown rate ever. He had seven his rookie season and then 10 and 12. And then he finished his last year with six. So I think that's only going to go up. And if that goes up, I think his targets and receptions go up. I think his yards go up. And I think he finishes better as the wide receiver 16, personally. So I, I definitely have him more in that like 10, 11, 12 range. Um, but wanted to, you know, it's hard to bet on touchdowns, but wanted to get your guys' beat on that. He's a touchdown. He's a touchdown machine. He's she's showing he's a touchdown machine. But I also see because of the fact they got they picked up JSN. I think JSN is gonna take some work away from DK. But then you gotta also think Tyler Lockett's getting up there in age too. Right. So I guess with those factors, yeah, I could see him 15, 16, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much the same way. I think I think it's a better NFL move than a dynasty move. How much work do y'all think JSN is going to get this year? 
I think they're going to ease him in. I think they're going to start him wide wide receiver three behind Lockett, and I think eventually as the season goes on, he'll overtake it just purely talent. Right. Um, I kind of agree and disagree. I think that it, it'll be kind of a slow uptake, but I, I think that it's because Kyle Lockett, yeah, okay, agree. He's He's getting up there in age. But this actually takes me to my next point, which I think Tyler Lockett is perpetually one of, if not the most disrespected wide receiver in fantasy football. Uh, He does nothing but finish top 12, top 15 every single season. You know what his ADP is right now? He's wide receiver 49. He was wide receiver 13 last year, guys. He's that low? Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's that low. Disrespectful. I don't. Now, now that's that's very disrespectful. I don't. I don't look him. I don't look at him as up there as most people think. But that's pretty low. Last five years, okay, we got 17, 13, wide receiver eight, 15, 13. He's wide receiver forty nine right now. That's because he'll give you out of the season. Tyler Lockett gonna give you like three, two hundred, a million touchdown games. You know, but then, but then he'll go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. He will go to sleep. He will go to sleep. That's why I don't. That's why I don't draft him. I draft him in best ball if I can get it to him. But I don't. I I particularly don't target Tyler Lockett because of that. I don't like the. I don't like the whole boomer buzz. That's why I don't. I don't really draft Mike Evans like that either. Because I, I I need the constant, the steady. Like I know what you're gonna get me. I don't know. I don't like walking into a, a a week with a boomer bus, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, I'll say it right now, my like best value targets in best ball for this off season has been, I take Geno Smith late and I pair him up with Tyler Lockett. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a good move. That's a real, real good move, especially where he's going. <laughs> yeah. Late, he's late. Like, down he, in a in a three wide receiver start, he's my flex in most of these leagues. Like awesome. I'm I'm fine with that. With Geno Smith paired up with him, like let's let's go. I'm gonna be winning some best ball for sure. So quick question for you guys. You literally just got to take it, you got um ownership of an NFL team and they're restarting the whole league. And but and they're like, Hey, to start your team, we'll give you this trio of wide receivers. Which one do you want? Do you want DK, JSN, Tyler Lockett? Or do you want Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd? Come on, man. Come on. I mean, it's it's clearly look. I'm the Hawks fan. It's clearly Chase Higgins Boyd. You think it's that big of a gap? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Chase and Higgins side as well. We're, we're looking side by side, right? I mean, Chase Chase versus what are we saying? Chase versus DK? Would that be like I, they're not exactly like the same type of player, but. Yeah, we would take Chase, DK, Chase, and Higgins, and then Boyd. I, I would take Chase, and then, yeah, I, every every guy other than I would take Lockett over Lock it Boyd. Over Boyd. Yeah, but those two top guys, for sure. I mean, yeah, okay. the gap isn't, like, astronomical, but it's big enough for it to be a pretty easy choice for me. Wait, guys, you dismissed that. You made it sound astronomical. I'm like, I don't think that's far off. No, no, sorry. The only reason why... <laughs> the only reason why I was able to answer so quickly is because I've thought about it before. I really have. Like I, I have thought about that question because I right when we drafted JSN, I was like, we now have one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. And then I was like, okay, well, like, who are the best? Is it not the Hawks? And I was trying to go through them and I'm like, well, right off the top, it's Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. 
and it's it's Chase Higgins and Boyd because Chase and Higgins are just they're just better than our two top guys. That's just like how it how it lays out. I think. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I, I I like I like I'm I'm with you on that. I like the uh the Chase and Higgins and Boyd trio. Even though I don't I, think Boyd is gonna be there too much long because I like Charlie Jones too. But that's another. I guess that's that's off subject. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have you back when we uh when we go for that division. You talk oh, us to like Charlie talk, Jones. Talk us about Charlie Jones more. But yeah, okay, man. That, that I mean, that's again, that's all I have for the Hawks. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to like get in real quick. Where uh, where do you have Kenneth Walker finishing this year amongst running backs? Uh, in my last rankings, I did. I have him as I have him as RB six. Okay. That's fair. That is a fair level. Preston, what do you think? RB ten. Now that this Charbonnet mess got in the way, I'm upset about it too. I'm real upset about it because I got. I, I'm I'm drafting. I'm hitting. I'm hitting accepting on Kenneth Walker everywhere, and then I hear this. Yeah. Then then we get this Charbonnet mess. <laughs> it's typical Seahawks, man. Typical Seahawks. They just do exactly the opposite of what you want them to do in a fantasy perspective. Like yeah, for for Seahawks like fandom, hell yeah, we got like a, an amazing backfield now. I love our backfield. You know, we even have Kenny McIntosh back there. Like. He's a champion. I'm, I'm excited about it, even though we got him seventh round. Like, our backfield's great. But for fantasy, Pete Carroll, you're killing me, man. Yeah. Pete Carroll strikes again. again <laughs> i kind of like that as the ending we could have pete carroll strikes again as the last line he does he, he kills you every time is there a world that kenneth walker finishes below jameer gibbs this year no no no, no? absolutely no. not no. Yeah. Montgomery's gonna take a lot Montgomery's gonna take more work than, than people think there you go there you go they paid the man they paid the man David yeah, Montgomery is going to be the guy. Gibbs is going to yeah. fill in, especially with Jameson Williams suspended. He's probably going to fill in and get a lot of receptions. But David Montgomery is going to pound the ball. He's still going to get his like 15, 20 touches a game and probably take yeah, the goal he's, line. He's better than he's he's going to do he's going to do way better than Jamal Williams did last year. Oh way yeah, way better. Oh, David Montgomery is way better than Jamal Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they 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 paid what? him to to take the work. <laughs> What did Javon Williams get? It was it like eighteen touchdowns, a million, seventeen, and, like, and like the most of the league, right? For a running yeah. back, like most most of the league, easy. Okay, yeah. I mean, Dave Montgomery's gonna get twenty touchdowns, bro. I okay. got a question. Where are, are do y'all believe Najee will be a top, will be a RB one? Oh yeah. By the end of the season. Oh yeah. I believe it too. I, I believe yeah. it. I believe it wholeheartedly it, this year. I'm buying low on Najee everywhere I can go. Me too. If I can yeah. get him, Mike ain't Mike ain't gonna like me. Mike don't like me for it, but I'm I'm trying to get Najee everywhere. I I think I have him uh, RB ten is where I got him. Yeah, I I, I, I see it. Yeah. I see it. 
Yep. I think Pickett can take a step forward. I think that offense gels more this year. Uh, their offensive line got a little better. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. a lot better. They, they, yeah. The offensive line got a lot better. And I think Najee a Harris lot is going better. to. Yes. Yeah, I think he's going to benefit from that. I've got Najee RB5. Ooh. Wow. Let me take a sip on that one. Huge year. That's high. That's real mm-hmm. high. Okay. I could see it, though. I could see it. I, I'm I feeling a little bit about Najee this year. I got a, I got Najee and uh, RPG Rogues, too, if you want to make a little trade. Well, after saying that, I don't want to. You're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, just to give you... Oh, man, I, I got to build this out real quick. So, in RPG Rogues 2, my three RBs are Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris... And B. John Robinson. That's such that's such good running back. That's crazy. <laughs> so gross. I have I have I have James Cook just on the bench, like sitting there if I need him. Mm, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty sick right there. I'm pretty happy with it. 